Welcome to the Fantastic Franchising Podcast with conversations about entrepreneurs exploring franchise ownership and finding a business opportunity that's a perfect fit. Brought to you by FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. Back again on the Fantastic Franchising Podcast with Alicia Visconti. How are you, Alicia? Rocking and rolling, Jack, as always. As always. And your guest today is Brian Beers. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hey, Jack. Nice to see you. Me, Alicia. Good seeing you. Always. So, Brian, uh, tell us uh, tell us what you're doing these days, and then Alicia's got a whole bunch of questions for you. But give us a little intro to the audience. Uh, yeah. So my, my primary role is uh, I'm in the franchise business. My, my family's been in franchising for 45 plus years. Uh, my dad got started in Midas in the seventies with a, with a single, you know, back then it was all mufflers. Him and my uncle grew it to about six locations, seven locations, all in the Philadelphia market. You know, I joined the business in 2010 after 30 years, they were looking to kind of retire and get out. And I, I just graduated college and, you know, thought I could breathe some new life into the business. And, um, so I went through and and you know met with other franchisees, learned best practices, started implementing them, and you know after about six years, you know business was going good and we wanted to start growing. And so my brother had joined by then, and we started uh, buying up other franchises, opening new ones. Uh, as of today, that business has we have thirty three locations. We do over forty two million in revenue, two hundred employees across kind of the Philadelphia, New Jersey uh, markets. And then I um I started getting on Twitter. I started a podcast, just sharing kind of my stories about you know how we've how we scaled this business from pretty much unprofitable to to what it is today. And so I had all these people reaching out to me, asking me how do I you know how do I find a franchise? What should I look for? How do you scale it? You know all these questions. And so then I uh, figured I I could help people. And so I I, I joined FranServe. And I, I started doing you know franchise consulting, starting kind of building a team, uh, really focused around you know. Edu- educating people on, you know, why franchising kind of the, one of the best business models in the world and how they can, you know, become an entrepreneur through franchise. So that's where I'm at today. So I'm going to pop in here, Alicia Visconti uh, here, right? So I'm going to pop in. Brian is a franchise rock star. I mean, you know, he, he gives you this 30 second synopsis, like it happens like to everyone every day and it's no big deal. And that's, one of the really amazing things about Brian, he is incredibly accomplished. He's also very humble, um, but he's a, a, a very sharp cookie in the franchising space and has a big following for his podcast as well, which is just a perfect name, right? Business with beers. Like who doesn't want to tune into that? Um, you know, And again, that kind of shows you his mindset, right? Just really brilliant in the way that he thinks and understands franchising. And um, we're thrilled to have him as a franchise consultant with FranServe. And he really has done a remarkable uh, business uh, as a franchise consultant in his spare time, as you can tell. Yes. And, and, and what about your family life? Don't you have a little one, Brian? Yep, I've got, um, yeah, married my my high school sweetheart, been together for, uh, since high school, so I don't even know how many, we're losing count of years here. But, uh, and then, yeah, we have two beautiful young girls, one's two, one's uh, almost seven. Yeah, so he has tons of free time and tons of, and uh, he's just done a remarkable job in the franchise space. As he said, kind of grew up in it, but really has changed the the landscape for it to the point where 
where brands will ask him for advice too, because yep. uh, he's just done such an amazing job as a multi-unit franchisee. So Brian, why don't you share a little bit about, you know, what you, what you kind of, you know, coach people on when they're looking at franchises and, and what they should be focusing on. Because as we know, sometimes people know they want to open a business. They know they want a franchise. But, you know, in all due respect, they're clueless. They don't know. They sometimes think, oh, well, my cousin Susie said this was a good one. Maybe I'll get that one. How do you coach yeah. people to really yep. find the right path? Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's no silver bullet. There's no perfect franchise. Like the, 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 the one that I think is like the best that I'm buying in, like might be a terrible, terrible idea for you and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, we coach people around finding a business that matches their their skills. So like, what are they naturally good at? What are their goals? So like some people want a lifestyle business. Some people want to like, you know, they'll business, the business will be their life. They're, they're fine with that. Uh, everyone has a budget, right? And franchising people think like McDonald's and Burger King and they think food and, and fitness and how it costs half a million, a million dollars. Like people don't realize that, you know, for a $50,000 down payment plus some debt, like you can get into some really strong businesses, right? And everybody has a different budget. And so we, we look at that and the location, like what's available in your market. Uh, and then also what makes sense in your market too. I think some businesses make more sense in certain geographical and whatever economical, political areas than others. And so, you know, we kind of go through and, and interview people based on those those attributes to figure out, you know, what makes them sense for them. And then I, I break most businesses down into kind of like three buckets. So we have like a sales driven business. So one where you know, your ability to sell and drive a sales team, motivate a sales team, like really makes a difference. So if, if you're already good at sales, you like that environment, like those businesses are are great. You know, we think of like, I don't know, the best choice roofing or like any any roofing business, right? Even that one painter is like a pretty sales driven business. And if you're you're good at that, there, those are great options. Then there's like the marketing driven businesses, ones where, you know, the franchisor takes on a ton of responsibility for doing marketing to get in front of people. These are ones that are like the business itself may be a little easier to operate from like a like there's less moving parts, maybe like a cleaning business or mosquito or relatively simple, but but you have to spend a ton of money on like marketing and and it, but it's it's scalable. And then there's like operations driven businesses, ones where there's like a ton of moving parts. You know, we're thinking restoration, like auto repair, what we do, probably home health care, right? There's tons and tons of moving parts, lots of logistical pieces. And there's some people that like really good at solving that puzzle. Uh, and so a lot of times that's what the, when we talk about skills, like that's what I'm focused on. I'll describe those businesses in a couple examples. And ask them like if they had to rank those three, like where do they, where are their strengths? Uh, and you know, every business has sales, marketing, and operations. It's just a matter of like where do you think you could influence it the most, and then that's where we then start directing people to. So Brian, do you ever have a, a candidate that you're working with, and you're they come in and they they definitely don't want something. I don't want cleaning. I don't want the, and and. And you see in your in your you know expertise that that would really be a great path mm -hmm. for them. How do you handle something like that? Yeah, so I mean, I I think we 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 preface it with letting them know, hey, like there's this huge spectrum, and and some things like on the surface you may not realize like how the business actually works, and like cleaning, for example, like it's a recurring revenue, it's Monday through Friday, it's low startup costs, there's low overhead, right? It's 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 scalable. You know, we, we try to describe kind of the attributes of the business. And then if if they're interested in that, like, hey, this met a bunch of things that you, you told us you wanted. And, you know, would you be open to having a call? 
to, to learn more is kind of how we do it. I mean, we tell people, listen, like you don't know what you don't know. And and a lot of times it's better, for, like we'd rather have them do five intro calls or whatever, these different brands. So then they can start to see like, they get to learn too. Like part of it is like, you can't learn anything by just like looking at the website and like Googling all these things like that, like versus going through the presentation, you know, getting on some of these validation calls, some of these group calls. And that's what helps people take this. Like they have this huge spectrum of what they think they want. And, and it starts to really help narrow it down uh, because a lot of people say, well, I'm open to anything. And that's like, that's like telling a realtor, Hey, I want to move somewhere in the U S and it's like, well, you know, what kind of house do you want to live in? Do you want to like the city or like the suburbs or do you want like a, you know, a ranch or like whatever. So you start to, you got to start like getting criteria to narrow it down. The only way you know is by start to looking at things and, and, and diving into it. And so, you know, the best thing we can do is just get people on calls, start talking to franchisors. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's personality fits too. Like, you know, some people want to work with a very established brand that's got this like whole systems and you're working with like kind of the corporate people because they think, you know, that that's what they want. And then other people like, want to work with the founder and they want to work shoulder to shoulder with the person. And they're okay. That it's just a couple units because they like the person, they trust the person they they're putting kind of, they feel like they're partnering with, with them, which, which they are. Uh, and so a lot of times, like you, we could have the same business model that two different people look at and like one may love it and one may hate it because of like the personal relationship that they're having, or at least the perception of that uh, when dealing kind of with the, with the sales team and, and the leadership team and everybody involved. So you know, getting on calls, just, just go and getting the reps in, I think is the way that, that people really start to narrow down it. You know, I think that's a, a really great uh, point, Brian. I, I know I always say you can't get wet from the word water, right? You got to jump in the pool, right? And, you know, you I remember when I started at Franserv, I was a consultant as well. And I used to see that. I used to see people who would prejudge something. Um, and then once they started to unwrap it, it fit their lifestyle, it fit what they were looking for, it fit financially, everything was a go. And they, you know, would get that light bulb moment, right? That aha moment. But um, I think that's part of our job, right? To try to open doors for people. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think that. And then a lot of it's just confidence, just people like, you know, they really want it, but then it's really that, that, that making that jump into, into the kind of being an entrepreneur. I mean, it takes risk and, takes guts and courage and grit and like, you know, but a lot of it is like, you know, and I, and I talk to him about, and this is what I talk about. Like, is if I can do it, like you can do it. Like there's none of this is rocket science. Like I don't have an MBA, like all these top people who are like really good. Like they all started like right where you're at and right where I'm at. And it's just, but they, they went through the reps. They, they took the risks. They had the goal. They went out and did it. They made mistakes. They, 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 they failed 10,000 times, but they learned 10,000 ways not to do it. Right. It's like Thomas Edison says. So like, that's the biggest people just have to like get over it and believe in themselves that they can do it. And if they put the work in, they will succeed. And I think if once people realize that and, and they believe in themselves and they believe in the support system around them, that they're not going at this thing alone, they've got the franchise or they've got the, the, the whole community of other franchisees who want to see them succeed. Cause if they succeed, everybody succeeds. Like the, the rising tide lifts all the boats in, 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 in the good, in the good franchise is so you know, I think the biggest thing we're, we're coaching them on is just, just having that courage, making the jump, connecting it to kind of the bigger reason why they're doing this. And uh, once people get over that, I mean, you know, sky's the limit. I, I couldn't agree more. I think for, for a lot of people, it's that initial angst, right? And that's why I love franchising because what's the tagline, right? You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yep. And as we know, franchising has that, you, you talked about it, the rising, you know, the rising tide, because 
every brand wants their franchisee to succeed because then the brand succeeds. And so you have, um, you know, you have a community that's very different than if you're an independent owner. And I, I think that um, there's a lot of misconceptions about I have to have that experience of the industry before I enter mm. a franchise. Can you talk a little bit about that, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I I, I had no experience in, in the car business. I mean, I, I, I know enough now because I've been around them, but like, I've never fixed a car. I think I've changed the tire four times. Like I've never done, I've never done anything, right? But like, that's not my role. It's like the owner and the leader. My goal is to hire people who are really good at that and like, and, and manage them. And like, I can interview technicians, like auto mechanics, like I can interview one and I can tell you if he's good or not. Like, but because I've, you know, I've been around good ones. I know what it takes. Like the, the brand helps, you know, the franchisors help kind of teach on, on how do you interview? What questions do you ask? What do you look for? And so I think, you know, you got to understand like, like building a business, it's like, you know, it's like a team sport, right? And like the, the we're like the coach, right? We had to coach the people on what to do. We don't have to like be the baseball player that, that hits it. We just got to, we got to coach them on it. And so uh, I think that's the that biggest thing. And, and, you know, that's the best part about franchising. People get into businesses. They have literally zero experiences and can build like ordinary people can build incredible wealth because of, you know, the systems and, and everything they've built to turn decades of, of experience and knowledge into days of, of training. And so, um, you know, I, I think it should, you should get into a business that like, I mean, I, I believe you don't have to be passionate about it. Like I'm not passionate about, it. I'm like a car guy, right? You know, we, we just did this development deal with paint, uh, that one painter. I'm, I'm not like a painting guy or interior design. I just like, but, but like, you know, I don't, I don't mind the business, you know, but it's not like, I don't like love it. And I, I think sometimes people get like, I don't know, they think they got to like love the business to, to be successful in it. And I think, I believe you have to love like running the business part of it, like identifying the problems, solving the problems, you know, people management, leadership, development, managing cash flow, like everything involved in running the business. And then the widget itself to me is somewhat inter interchangeable. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it's one of the best parts about owning a franchise is that, that, the ability to get into almost anything. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I tell you my early life, I was a career coach and a life coach. And, and it is that it is the idea of building a business for people who are entrepreneurs. And, um, if I had known more about franchising back then, I probably would have recommended a lot more people go into, into that because it is the support, right? What do we hear all the time? Follow the system, follow the system because the brand has laid out and typically has mapped out things that are successful and you can create generational wealth if you're following the system and doing the things that you know the brand recommends so i think your insights are spot on no surprise there brian um and jack what questions do you have i know you always have something insightful i could see it you know that that's uh something that you want to ask yeah uh brian you were talking about people getting involved in in the work and what type of a business it is and and having a passion for some things and, and maybe not for others what types of things are they asking you about that? Are their questions more financially oriented or are they asking more about lifestyle and, you know, what, what's my job going to be? What's my day going to look like? Is that where people are going? And has that changed over the past few um, years? Yeah. So, I mean, most of the people I'm like, I'm talking to, I, I have a very common profile of the people that we work with. Most of them, a lot of them are in the tech space. Uh, you know, high income earning guys, usually, you know, males similar to my age, whose wives are recently having babies. It's kind of funny. And, you know, but, but, but especially in the tech space now, like it's kind of the kind of shaky grounds, right? Of like, 
you know, guys making three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year and like kind of questioning, you know, what they thought was a really secure job now isn't. They've got this young family they got to support and like thinking about their future. Uh, so that that is like the most common profile I think that um, you know f- follow me because a lot of it's through Twitter and it's like a tech heavy you know uh, platform and everything. Uh, and so for for those guys, you know, they're getting it usually. You know, and I my my specialty is in the the ser- home services, the trades, you know, hands on businesses. That's what I'm like. You know, we don't do that much in like dogs or seniors or food or like alternative wellness or like you know my my real focus is is in the trades and home services. And so for a lot of these guys you know, it's like their first time, like them going kind of from like a white collar job to like a blue collar job. And so a lot of the questions and things that we're talking about is like, you know, they've never hired, you know, a, a guy to pick up a power washer or a painter or like a plumber. And it's like, well, how do I, how do I find people? How do I recruit them? How do we get them trained? Um, trying to understand like the scalability of the business. I mean, most of the people we're, we're working with want to do, you know, multi-unit deals. They want to build a big, a big scalable business like, like, like I've done. And so we're talking about like, how, how is this business model scalable? Like, how can I start with just a few, but then how can I go bigger? And, you know, they, they also, you know, obviously that with the times now, they, they want to understand, like, is it recession resistant? Is it recession proof? Is it, you know, are, are there going to be ups and downs? Like, how essential is this? Like, the essential ability is like a, a big factor. And, you know, that's also a big reason why we're focusing on the, the trades is, you know, like people always got to live somewhere and wherever they live, they want to make it nice. And uh, I, I think that's like, we're in a good space right now for that. Um, and so that's like, and then people want to know like exit stuff like this, like, well, how much can I sell it for? Like they want to know that there's like, they're creating not only cash flow today, but then there's some sort of like exit value down the line. Um, and, you know, a lot of, I mean, what I'm doing is educating people, just opening their minds to the idea of franchising. Like a lot of these guys are looking at, you know, entrepreneurship through acquisition, as they call it, ETA or, or search funds. And, and they're trying to like go out and buy a business that's like, making $800,000 and they're going to take on like millions of dollars in debt that's personally guaranteed and put up their house for a business they know nothing about that's going to cash for like 200 grand or something after all these debt payments and and investor payments. And it's like, well, for like a whole lot less money and no debt, like we can get you into business that'll make you 200 grand and you can own hundred percent of it. Right. Like, and so part of it's like shifting of what, of the, the type of business they're, they're looking at and they think they want to the type of business that, that franchising could offer them if they're willing to put in the work you know, follow the process, do all the things they got to do. And so um, we get kind of, we're, we're kind of like, we're kind of like working on educating and shifting the perspective and kind of like looking at the business through this different lens um, than what they're currently looking at or, or, or hearing about through Harvard or, or wherever. So. I love it. And I, I'll, I'll say when you were talking about the the white collar, you know, mentality, the own, you know, coming in as the owner for a, essentially a blue collar Yep. environment you know we we um i've called that the gingham right because it's the white and the blue right white you know it's the business owner who comes from the white collar yep. but it's the environment that's the blue collar. you put them together it's gingham right it's the white and the blue it's a wonderful wonderful combination right that lights up everybody so um, i appreciate that too jack any final questions i have one last comment for brian do you have anything that you would like to say I'm good to go. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us today. And Alicia, go ahead with your final uh, question. I just want to say, Brian, um, what's next for Brian Beers? Well, um, I mean, a couple of things on the, on the development side. I mean, we're continuing to, you know, grow our franchise business. We see multiple franchise verticals. You know, that one painter is going to be the first one where we did a, like I said, a 13 unit development deal, you know, and 
we know that like once we figure out that the systems to run it, kind of like how do we hire, how do we manage, how do we pay, how do we acquire all the all the things, um, that 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 strength and ability can be duplicated to other similar structured brands, whether that's roofing or flooring or blinds or cabinets or things in the home. Um, we have a you know a mobile remote workforce we can, that we can scale and duplicate. And so our, our plan is to 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 go down that way on the on the on the franchise consulting side of it. I mean, for me, it's 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 more content, it's more you know education. It's just kind of like educating people on the on on you know the opportunities that exist that they're not aware of. And so, you know, part of it is just holding myself accountable for putting out more content. And sometimes, like, you know, I get in a rut and I just like don't think or I, or what do I you know what do I write about what do I teach about right? And so it's kind of getting some internal systems for me to, to get out there. Um, but uh, my, my main my main goal is is, is Twitter. I currently have about eighteen thousand followers. Uh, the biggest guy in franchising has about a hundred thousand. So my goal is to get up there with him. Yeah, Brian, you're not competitive at all. No. I never see that. No, no, no. Yeah, no. But yep. thank you so much for coming on board, people. You got to watch Brian. He is somebody who's uh, uh, like I said, just amazing. So uh, we're thrilled to have you with Francer. Keep teaching people about franchising. Jack, as always, thank you. And you know I have to say, have a fantastic day. Thank you.